but no matter what, I was determined to survive high school. I, Denver Reynolds, would survive. At lunchtime in the cafeteria, I received my first surprise of the day. I got the look. An unmistakable moment that led to an unmistakable night and ensured that I was in the absolute wrong place at the wrong time. I'd given up on high school, given up on anyone trying to understand me or like me or see my value. Having lost Abigail in such a sudden and spectacular way, I'd given up on trying to make new friends. I was a bird in a cage, waiting for graduation day, that window that would open as I turned my sad beak to the possibilities of the sky. But at that moment, the look gave me hope. Our high school lunchroom was set out in an orderly grid. If you Googled Earthed it and zoomed in from above using the satellite setting, you would find that the students were carefully designated by tables. The geek table, the loser table, the student council table, the deeply committed Christian table, the drama table, the jock table, the rising young felon table, from which oily-looking, detention-bound shoplifters and fire starters glared balefully, and several uncategorized tables where I sat with various other students who didn't really fit into a group and who ate their lunch fast. There were, in addition, half a dozen tables of ascending social importance that led to that hallowed table in the center of the cafeteria where the most popular kids sat. It had room for sixteen, and those sixteen had the shiniest teeth, the best hair, the fastest cars, and the sleekest abs in the eleventh grade. The table almost glowed with promise. We, the non-sixteen, couldn't help staring at it. And there, right in the middle of that shining table, was my old ex-best friend, Abigail Kenner. She sat among them, ruling them, passing notes down the table, planning her stupid parties and laughing her braying laugh that swept over the room, reminding the rest of us that she was in and we were out. I had never heard that laugh before in our years of best friendship. It was something she put on for her junior year, along with her penchant for illegal party planning. This was not the Abigail I knew and loved like a sister, but an entirely different person. Her kinky red hair was smoothed down, and she apparently used some kind of chalky camouflage makeup to hide her freckles. I missed that kinky red hair. I missed those freckles. Back in middle school, she had once shown me in a notebook her ten-step plan for gaining social acceptance with that upper strata, which, at the time, she claimed was just an exercise, as she didn't care about those kind of kids, what with her future soccer fame and all. I remember glancing over it, but I only remember one of the steps. Four, treat them with contempt. One day last fall, a skinny, quiet kid whose name I never caught and who sat at the loser table must have gone crazy because he got his tray and instead of heading over to his table, made a beeline straight for the popular table, which was filling up with cool people. He sat down with them and then just froze. I don't know what the poor kid was thinking. He must have missed the science class where the cause-effect relationship was explained. Too much sunlight and the avocado plant wilts. Too many electrolytes and the cell buys the farm. 
and he thought that sitting at the table would lead to his acceptance instead of the other way around. Or maybe he was protesting this whole unfair structure where you had to sit according to popularity. Maybe he was the modern version of the Buddhist monk pouring gasoline over his own head and setting himself on fire. But I think the Buddhist monk suffered less. At first, the other kids at the table just reacted in shock and confusion, like a wolf pack that Bambi had stumbled into and asked, Hey, anyone seen my mother? They tried to ignore him, but as the table filled up and left one angry popular person circling without a seat, some of the kids at the table started glaring at him and mumbling things. It was a train wreck, and the kid whose name I can't remember was the one perched frozen on the tracks. But none of us knew how to stop it. We just stared as the whole sad drama played out. The kid was just sitting there. I'm not sure whether...